Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. 16 minutes left in the third period. Rangers taking it to Seattle. A 5-1 cushion now for the Rangers. So Seattle's going to lose this game in regulation time. Yes, I'm already calling it. There will be no tentacle comeback. And Seattle and Edmonton will have the exact same records going into the Oilers game tomorrow against Ottawa. It's on 6.30, Chad, 9 a.m. for the face-off show. Game will start at 10.30. Seven minutes into the third, Maple Leafs leading Columbus 1-0. Tavares, the only goal of the game. Six minutes left in the first, Coyotes 2, Chicago 1. Clayton Keller has his 19th of the season. Schmaltz has his 12th. In an hour, Penguins and Ducks. The Oil Kings trailing Brandon 1-0 with 1343 left in the second period. Uh, I really enjoyed that chat with uh, Kerry Joseph. Uh, very well spoken, doing well on the coaching staff of the Seattle Seahawks and uh, you heard him saying a little bit of downtime now for the Hawks coaching staff but then they're uh, back at it the Tuesday after the Super Bowl so that's coming up right away for them. 780-496-0063 One of the uh, highlights of my year hosting this show your predictions for the big football game. We do this Grey Cup and we do it Super Bowl. You got to send in the winning team, a prediction for the final score, something else about the game if you want or why that's your prediction. And we're also asking for your favorite Super Bowl snack. What's yours, Kellen? You asked me mine. What's yours? I am a big uh, chips and seven-layer dip type guy, so I find that uh, there are a couple of grocery uh, grocery chains in the city that actually have some real nice seven-layer dip, so I usually try to hit up one, if not the other, and load up on those. So you do not in. prepare the dip yourself? No. I've never tried. Uh, I, should I think you year, should try. I yeah. think you should try. I've never done that. Um, I, I, I like making stuff I, I don't do it nearly as often as i should mm-hmm. uh I, I think you would enjoy that making your own dip yeah i'll have to look for a recipe and then and, and see what i can come up with but uh i'm usually what, what I, are the seven layers of the dip so i'm a i'm a mexican seven layer dip type guy so I've, the, the ones i usually get usually have like hel, hel, like jalapenos and um you know, uh, all sorts of toppings on top. So cheese, your top layer is cheese, jalapenos, olives, that sort of stuff. Then I think the second layer on that is salsa. Below that is sour cream. Um, I think that's five. Yeah, and then there's a couple more. Well, uh, there's a bean dip as your bottom layer. So that's six. And then the seventh layer, is the it depends layer. on who makes it, right? If it's, a, <laughs> it's the mystery layer. If it's like a chipotle type Here, thing or whatever. You here's, know, right? here's a recipe online. Refried okay. beans, mm-hmm. sour cream, guacamole, drained salsa, cheese, green onions, and then all of our tomatoes on top. Cool. But it also says you can swap these out for any of your favorite toppings. Yes. 
Like, so, does, like does pineapple <laughs> deserve to be in a seven-layer dip? I wonder. I don't know. But oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. I guess you, you could put it if you want. I, I think salsa and guac and cheese got to be in there. Oh, it has to be At the very there. least. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I would think, but... Yep. I've been I've been called a dip a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I know how to make dip. All right. So I should give it a go one year though. Yes. The, the, yeah, you should be should make your own. That would be fun. I, the, I make a, an artichoke dip sometimes. It's oh. it's quite simple. To, I mean, it's like uh, it's been so long since I think it's like sour cream, artichoke, maybe a little bit of ranch and stuff like that, and you bake it for a while, and it's good. See, somebody already on a text line getting back at me saying spinach dip is the more superior dip, and I'm like, no. Well, so I, spinach and artichoke dip is very good. Yeah, but I, to me, no, it's, it's seven-layer dip or bust. Like, come on. Interesting. Yeah, see, I, I would probably I, – I almost think that that's too many layers. No, it's not. It depends on how deep you can – you have the option of going all in with your chip. Seattle you just scored again. By, Seattle has scored two goals in about a minute to cut it to 5-3 after I totally wrote them off in this game. Uh-oh. Of course. Kiss of death. Don't worry. The Red Rangers <laughs> will still win. Yeah. But See, I think if I were making I, – I would prefer a spinach and artichoke dip over the seven-layer dip if I was going mm. for the uh, Super Bowl thing that I was going to prepare. That's, that's me. I almost think the seven-layer dip is too busy. Really? No, it's perfect. Because well, that's, can, that's again, fine. That's people for have the, the flexibility of doing whatever. That's why it's personal tastes. Yes, that's right. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's get to uh, a few inside sports listener guaranteed to be correct predictions. And by the way, if anybody nails the score, uh, you get a canned ham. That's right. And Bam has understood the assignment. So we'll start with his tonight. Uh, he says, Bam here, nachos and homemade guacamole, not the uh, store-bought stuff. So he must be he must be a fan of his uh, uh, of the homemade stuff. So there we go. Got to drink boat drinks, which is Lamb's Navy rum and Coke. And he's predicting an Eagles win, 36-25, because the ghost of Franco Harris told me so. Oh, wow. All right. Nice. That's pretty good. Yes, that's a, that's a very well-done assignment. That was Bam? That's Bam, yes. Bam gets 100%. Well, we'll I guess we can't give him 100% until he, we know. <laughs> we got to find this. out what happens on Sunday. So he first. said 36-25 Eagles. Okay. You're, you are saving all these. Yes. We'll open up WordPerfect and put them in. Yes, they're, they're going in as we do. So there we go. Um we got one from Coach Al as well. He did not send a snack food, but he also he has a uh, has a uh, prediction on, on on an event in the game. He says Eagles thirty seven, Chiefs fifteen. Oh, blow and up. he says Mahomes hurt hurts his ankle again. That's from Coach Al. Well, that would be a concern for Chiefs fans, wouldn't it? That mm-hmm. it's not going to hold up, and maybe he won't be able to finish the game. Though Chad Henney came, didn't he have a ninety seven or ninety eight yard drive when he came in he in the did, yeah. game? Yeah. He did. But, yes, he's clearly not as good as Mahomes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev, just bringing in what he's going to be snacking in or snacking on this Sunday. He says pepperonis cut in about two inches with sliced cheese wrapped uh, hot and mild and jerky a couple inches, quarters. And he has it in chocolate and a cup of pepperonis or chocolate. Huh. Pepper, is he saying pepperoni in chocolate? He's saying jerky. Uh, the way this came out was, uh, I'll read it again, and jerky a couple inches quarters in chocolate and a cup of pepperonis oh. or chocolate. Beef jerky in chocolate. Is yes. that, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, that's how I'm interpreting it. I don't know it, if right? I've yeah. heard of that. Now, I'm not a big uh, beef jerky consumer. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I do like pepperoni. Okay, but that's interesting. I hope he can clarify that. That's I like the honey garlic beef jerky. That's like my, my go-to beef jerky. Several places making that stuff, but I, I love the honey gar- garlic beef jerky. All right, well, let's, uh, let's do a couple more here, and then we'll circle sure. back to these later. But these these are fun. We're getting yeah, some recipes here. They are. Uh, prediction from Santa Dan. Texas oh, in. yes. Santa Dan. Santa Dan, how are you doing? Hope the offseason is treating you well, Santa Dan. There we go. <laughs> uh, Kansas City 31, Philadelphia 28 on a last-second 25-yard field goal after Gronk shanks it left at halftime. He's given a Gronk oh, prediction, he's, too. He's not, he doesn't have any faith in Gronk making the kick. <laughs> no faith. That's awesome. Uh, he also adds, Rihanna goes with that umbrella song to start with white eyeshadow. So he's rattling off all the... Oh, he's all doing the, all the prop bets. Oh, my goodness. I forgot. I've lost track great. of those already. <laughs> Oh, and uh, his go-to Super Bowl snacks are raisin oatmeal cookies, of course, with a tall, cool glass of ice-cold milk. There we go. Santa enjoying the milk and cookies even during the Super Bowl. Okay, let's mm-hmm. do one more. And uh, have Dave's ready, Kellen. We'll fire uh, We'll fire Dave's after this. After sure. This next one. Well, let's get Rob's in here before we'll, we get to Dave Campbell. Uh, he says, it's the season of missed extra points and slow cooker chili. That's a snack. And his prediction, 27-19 Eagles. Okay, so I, I guess he, he might have a couple of mixed extra points in that in that score. And he's I like that, the slow cooker chili. So yes. you put that on in the morning, maybe even Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then it's ready for the game. Wow, yeah. that's, that's, oh, yeah. he's, that is a man who is thinking ahead. That is a well-prepared man. Absolutely. All right. The the producer of this show. Now I haven't listened to this. I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to hear it for the first time. Mm-hmm. The producer of the show, Dave Campbell, uh, left us this recorded Super Bowl prediction. Reed, I can't wait for this matchup. I mean, it's a matchup of the two best teams in the league. That hasn't happened since your Seahawks crushed the Denver Broncos back in 2013. But here's how I see it. I look at the Eagles and I agree with what many people say. They are a juggernaut. They're very good offensively, especially their run game. Jalen Hurts is no slouch. Their defense may have the best group that we have seen in a long, long time. But I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Reed, and I look at a battle-tested group. I look at Pat Mahomes, who is coming off of a tough right ankle injury against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they found a way to to rally from behind and win that game. They did the same against the Bengals. And I look at the Chiefs and I'm going, Andy Reid is a mastermind at protecting his quarterbacks. And he has two weeks to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they have found a way to be successful without that deep passing threat that they once had with uh, Mahomes to Tyreek Hill. They have found a way to be just as efficient with not throwing the ball downfield at the rate they used to do. Pat Mahomes is a magician. Andy Reid is a genius. The Eagles are very, very good, but it is not their time. It is not their time. I mean, they have had such an easy path to a Super Bowl. It's not even funny over their last two games with the crushing of the, uh, the New York Giants in the divisional round and then beating the Niners in the championship game without quarterbacks. So to me, the Eagles will give them a fight. It'll be a good game. But I'm going to say the Chiefs will prevail 27-23. to 23. All right, Dave's taking mm-hmm. the Chiefs 27-23. All right. There you go. Keep them coming. Keep the recipes coming, especially. My goodness, we're getting a lot of uh, good ideas. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay, hope you're having a great Friday evening. I sure am. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. You're also going to hear from me at 9 a.m. both Saturday and Sunday. It will not be the Super Bowl recipe show. It'll be the face-off show. I don't know if a cooking show on radio would work, Kellen. Has anybody ever tried that? I, I think it was a thing at one time. I guess time. you could just describe whatever you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Okay. Just yell instructions over the mic. That's it. <laughs> just, yeah, just scream instructions. That's right. Yes. Um, yes, face-off show, 9 a.m. both days. Game at 10.30 both days. Oilers at Senators tomorrow. Oilers at Canadians on Sunday. 8.45 left in the third. Rangers leading Seattle 5-3. I wrote Seattle off when it was 5-1, and they came back with a couple of quick goals. So I'm keeping an eye on that game. Had Kerry Joseph on the show last half hour, current QB coach with the Seattle Seahawks. I, I want to just get to this clip because it's one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history. Certainly one of the most famous ones from the last decade. Second and one. Well, second and goal from the one-yard line for the Seahawks. Final 30 seconds of uh, Super Bowl XLIX. Yes, I'm only going to refer to them by Roman numerals. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, February 1st, 2015. So this, you, you know the play. Seattle's down there. They, they had that great circus catch down to the six. Mar Marshawn Lynch runs it down to the one. Uh, the Patriots still inexplicably to me don't take a timeout. Uh, Seattle calls a passing play. It's intercepted, and, and they lose. They could have won their second straight Super Bowl. So John Ryan, who recently wrapped up his pro punting career with the Elks, was the kicker for the Seahawks. And I asked him about standing on the sideline watching that play. Well, for me, I, I thought it was a passing down. I don't agree with the play call. Obviously, I don't think anyone does it right now. I don't know if you should throw the ball over the middle in that situation. Um, you know, just an unfortunate thing that, you know, wasn't a, wasn't a play call I would have had, or uh, I don't think it was executed great. But, you know, those those things happen, and I, I still think back on that game quite often. But the kind of the great thing is that we won it the year before. So if we hadn't won it the year before, and I had to, I had to think about that now in retirement forever, it uh, probably hurt a little bit more. But you know, having that uh, having that ring from 2013 uh, makes it a little little less painful. Yeah. Was there any concern? Maybe I guess I'll use the word that that a that a play like that, where so many different guys get criticized from so many different angles, that it could cause because it didn't appear to because the Hawks were good for many years after. But was there ever any concern or that this could cause some internal issues even in the seasons to come? 
Oh, sure. Absolutely. When you have, uh, you put that much effort into something and then you're, uh, you know, you get that much heartbreak, uh, as a result, it's pretty painful. And I think it was something that was hashed out in the off season. Uh, and it did, uh, you know, it did run into the regular season the next year a little bit too, to be honest. And, uh, guys, guys still were, were hurt by it. And, you know, there's some finger pointing. I think eventually we, we worked it out, but it was a bit of a, a slow start to that 2015 season just because guys were still a little upset about that. Yeah, that was John Ryan on the show uh, February 1st we, we had him on. So that was – I found that really interesting. He was pretty candid about that. That that play uh, that play lingered. It wasn't wasn't easy for the team to get over. And as he said, they most of those – well, a fair chunk of the team won the Super Bowl the year before. So I, I guess that made it a little bit easier to swallow. But I, I suppose for – if you're a Patriots fan or just a neutral fan, one of the most famous plays – in Super Bowl history, and if you're a Seahawks fan, I guess the most infamous play in uh, in Super Bowl history, as they uh, threw an interception on the one yard line. That was that's that was one. I again, I don't have a problem with them passing there. I I, I wouldn't have called a pass, but teams pass from the one yard line all the time. Now, there's been more quarterback sneaking in the NFL this past season. It's becoming more how they, they treat the one-yard line or one yard to go in the CFL. But teams pass from the one-yard line all the time. As John Ryan pointed out, passing over the middle when it's going to be really clogged up and there's a, there's a lot that can go wrong is what he disagreed with. Oftentimes, you see them throw some kind of a fade to the corner, you know, put it out of the defensive back's reach so it's either incomplete or the wide receiver makes a catch or or you roll out your quarterback or something like that and with Wilson at the time for the Hawks that's it might might have not been a bad idea but uh, a famous play in Patriots history and, and a tough one for the Seahawks yeah I, I we're gonna give our picks later on Kellen um mm. Well, I'll say I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Uh, we'll get to more of yours coming in seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three and your go to Super Bowl snacks. That's been more entertaining than the picks. Oh, and we got frankly. picks and snacks and snacks did the, and picks. Did, did, did the beef it. jerky wrapped in chocolate guy right back? <laughs> uh, we haven't got response from him, but we might have a new leader for most unique snack. I'll read it off quickly here before we head off to the news break. Uh, this is from Wayne. He says Eagles thirty seven, Chiefs twenty four. He likes fried bread and fried moose meat. With red wine. Fried bread and fried moose meat with red wine. Yes. That is a hell of a combination. Well, this is good. This is really good. I'm going to be now thinking about what people are eating while I'm watching the game <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> I'm That's pretty already. cool. 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Channel. we got a really special guest. A great story about a family business in Edmonton. That's in the next half hour as well. Authorized.